Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here tonight by my co-host, Pagan. How are you doing tonight, Pagan? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. How are you? I am super duper excited. We have an amazing person stopping by. We have Bronx Witch, a.k.a. Allie Kravitz, coming into the house. I am so excited to welcome Allie because I got to see her at the Witch's Sabbath that our friends put together. Did an amazing workshop there on cone incense creation. Allie, this is so overdue. Welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you. How are you this evening? Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to me. (laughs) That's so exciting. I'm like, what? Me? Special guest? I'm really happy to be here. I'm so glad that you guys would have me. It was such a pleasure meeting you, Kyle, um, when we were getting ready for the Witches Sabbath. So I'm just really happy to be here with you guys. You were an absolute like gem that weekend. I was so, just so you know, that was my very first time putting together a virtual event like that and working with Devin. I was so like just nervous being in a a position where I didn't want to let anyone down. And so just dealing with people like you, like all of the guests were so cordial and polite. You know, I didn't know what that would be like. So just thank you for making it a a super swell weekend (laughs) all around. Yeah, that was it was amazing because I am not tech savvy whatsoever. And you made everything so easy and explained things to me, like how to use my microphone, which I've had for years, but apparently was using backwards the whole time. So, no, I it was great for me. I was like, oh, man, Kyle's on top of it. (laughs) This is the teamwork we're all about, right? It is all about empowering one another and sharing what skill sets one another has. So and that's going to be so much of tonight's conversation. I am so excited with what you've been doing and i just got around to following the bronx witch hq uh instagram account i was following you but i wasn't following that one and i was going through picture after picture looking at this gorgeous space so many audience members may have met you which is sabbat but i want to give you time to not only talk about your personal craft this evening but i definitely want to be talking about that kind of community outreach that space you're creating for people uh, because as we, as many of us know, the occult can be scary to dive into if you don't have friends, mm-hmm. if you don't have a welcoming hand, but I see what you're doing and I see exactly that. I see someone that's, that's making that space and, and just making everyone's lives a little bit better. So could you tell us, Allie, what, what brought you into this kind of craft? What got you into this space in general? Oh, wow. Uh, you're going way back. Way back. Um... As far as you want to go. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, I won't bore people too much. I've done uh, a video on my YouTube channel, kind of just talking about the very early days of Bronx Witch before Bronx Witch was Bronx Witch. Um, uh, I got started on my magical path when I was about 12 years old. Um, I grew up in a pretty traditional Christian family. My family's from the South, from Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out Chucktown. And um uh, a, a very religious, very Christian family. So church every Sunday in the choir, you know, only going to church sanctions events as a kid, like the whole, the whole thing. And, um, I had some questions, um, that people couldn't answer and the answers that I got, um, helped me to see just very early. And I don't know necessarily why I was asking those questions. I mean, I have like supernatural ideas of like past lives and being on this path before and that kind of stuff. But like in this life, there's really no explanation for why I was asking these questions because the occult, witchcraft, um, just anything that wasn't very sort of strict American Christianity was never even, I mean, we couldn't even watch television shows like with those types of topics. So the, the fact that my brain was even operating on this wavelength of like, there must be something else out here. I don't really know where that would have come from. Um, so uh, I, I started asking some questions, some really sort of what I thought were like simple questions. Um, and I wasn't getting good answers. And I realized that the scripture, this beautiful, ancient, you know, complex text, um, was not the same thing as the religion that people had built around it. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I was 12. So how I was 
even on this, but I was, and I was like, oh, okay. So you guys got together and decided to like meet on Sundays and dress in this way and do these things, but none of that is actually in this book. Um, And I realized that religion is made up by people. And that's great because people create religions for the purpose of trying to understand the ununderstandable to get closer to what some people call God or the divine or source and that religions are created really at the end of the day for people to try to anchor themselves in something and find peace and prosperity and happiness in their lives. But I think what became clear to me then, and and I still believe now, is that too often people lose sight of that very important fact, which is that religions are made by people. Mm -hmm. And the scripture that they are based on may have been ordained by a higher power. They may have been channeled by human beings from a higher source. But the religions that we create around them are made by people. And if that is true, and you don't have to buy that, but if you do then aren't we free to choose the one that works best for me, this people? Um, And that started my journey of researching other religions other than Christianity, and I found Wicca. And that was just a moment of, oh, okay, I like this one. Um, And I have decided for myself that religion is something that I, one, don't have to have, but if I am going to have one, it's going to be one that I enjoy. and uh, and that that kind of started that whole path. And as you guys know, Wicca is a religion that uh, practices magic. And so uh, practicing magic became something that I started to explore and to learn how to do. And here we are 23 years later. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it, was, it. Peggy, go ahead. It uh, it was funny the way that you were describing your childhood. I'm like, wow, did she and I grow up in the same church together? Because <laughs> wow. that's what it sounded like. It, your story was very similar to mine. And it, it was one of those things that was very interesting. But I, I like the way that you described um, that religion is made by people. And that's something that I have heard a lot of practitioners talk about. I've heard a lot of people talk about. But it's very hard to also kind of get that message across to a lot of people because people are like, no, no, religion is made by God. No, no, no. Religion is made by man. Right. The divine message comes from God and however it comes or God, and I'm using God loosely. I'm not saying that the one true God, I'm just using it very loosely in that regards, but it's very funny how, um, we get so caught up in all of the practice of religion that we tend to lose sight of what we're actually supposed to be doing and who we're supposed to be worshiping with. Right. And I think that history, yeah, I think history plays a huge part of it. And, and unfortunately we don't, especially in America, because education system, what? Um, (laughs) We don't spend enough time learning about history and, um, And because certain religions, especially the major religions, are so old, we don't realize all that has happened and all that has been done by human beings to make them what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that a lot of people get the misconception that, you know, whether we're talking about Christianity or Judaism or Islam, that the way we um, engage in these religions now is how they were engaged in thousands of years ago. And it's like, no, Actually, you know, there was no such thing as a Christian when Jesus was walking the face of this earth. Um, Later on, people like you and I, flesh and blood people came together and said, how do we worship this guy named Jesus? And how do we incorporate his teachings into our lives and all of that stuff? And um, and and, you know, then there were some kings that got involved and rewrote some stuff. And, you know, (laughs) some clergy members decided that this was bad and that was bad. So they took that out and they put this in. And when you actually study the history of the evolution of these religions, um, I hope that it doesn't take the beauty or appeal of them away from anyone, because I I have no interest whatsoever in taking faith away from another person at all. Um, So I, I hope that by learning more about 
the history of them um, rather than being taken away from a religion that you have chosen, you understand your role in its development and in its integration into your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that part, I'm always just like, guys, just it, it's written down. We wrote these things down. Like <laughs> It doesn't have to be a mystery. You make such a good point about how taking ownership over the religion that you practice and like you just said, the role that you play in it. I think many of us in this probably information age, and this is speaking from my angle as a millennial born in 91, that like with the Internet, the way it is, it feels like so many things are set in stone, that, that there are these just pillars of history that stand and you don't have so much control over them because they've been there for thousands of years. But like you just pointed out. Most of these things get changed in the last couple decades. Even we make massive mm-hmm. sweeps and changes. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to practice something, it should be something you love. And like you said, Ali, educate yourself because you have the potential to uh, if you don't like the course of where it's going, you can save it. You can be that change in it. So, gosh, I didn't even know these were like your what we'd be talking about tonight, but I'm already in love with it. it's really fun to kind of talk about these topics though because you know like you were just saying kyle that being the change in something that if it doesn't seem right and it seems just way off the wall and we've seen way off the wall in in just the last 10 years in a lot of religions and we could talk about gatekeeping we could talk about everything from uh fundamentalist kind of ickies that come with a lot of religions. And in those regards, it's one of those things that we really should be taking taking a look at all different aspects of whatever religion that you choose to follow, whether it be paganism, whether it be Wicca, whether it be Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, Islam, you name it, whatever it is, learn your history. Please learn your history about your religion because- yeah. If and I, th- I think doing uh, it, to, <laughs> yeah, and to to Kyle's point of like, I didn't know we would talk about this. I think people, um, it you know, they come to the. Uh, it's a decision that I made to have like my internet name be Bronx Witch. Um, it could be anything, you know, and it's um, it's not a decision that I take lightly to kind of lead full, you know, lead so openly with this like mm-hmm. I am a witch thing because people come to that word with a lot of misconceptions. They come to the Bronx part with a lot of misconceptions, too, but they come mostly to the witch part with a lot of misconceptions. And um, I think people are surprised when uh, they talk to me because almost immediately the conversation goes to God like very quickly with me and <laughs> we could be talking about like the groceries somehow <laughs> like uh, God's bounty <laughs> bless. Um, and they're like, what? You're a witch. And I'm like, yeah, um, that actually does not mean that I'm like out in the woods, like howling to the moon, uh, you know, sacrificing my soul to like demonic entities. Like um, that term is one that I, I carry like really proudly. And I hope to, um, to write a new history about, but also to clarify the history of that word um, and help people to understand why it is that they have such misconceptions and often such negative misconceptions about what a witch is and why they're so surprised to hear a witch talk about things like God and religion and, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a, I've heard a lot of practitioners in the, just in the last few weeks, let alone, you know, in the last year or so um, talk about reclaiming titles And the witch is one of those titles that they feel like a lot of them feel like it needs to be reclaimed because there is a lot of negative connotations that have come from places of Christianity, places of history. And what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like the, the title needs to be reclaimed? Definitely. Um, I think that, um, the term has been, really done a disservice by religious 
you know, uh, fundamentalists and folks like that and Hollywood who that has like really taken advantage of that and, and, you know, understood that fear sells and sensationalism sells and, you know, all of that stuff sells. So if you already have sort of like a, a, an enemy or an easy target, then you can really blow that up and, you know, make great movies and, you know, (laughs) all of that stuff. And I love those movies. (laughs) My favorite, you know, scary movies, but like, um, it, it definitely has distorted what witches actually do. I think if if witches were actually doing the things that Hollywood and certain religions say we're doing, then it'd be like, no, we don't need to reclaim that. That's accurate. Shit. Fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you actually look at what witches do and what they've been doing throughout history in different cultures and different places, it's, it really doesn't line up with this idea of, of evil and harm and um, something to be afraid of and things that go bump in the night and, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I, I, I think it does need to be reclaimed. I think, especially looking back at who were deemed to be witches historically and like why that title was ever even such a bad thing. And when you look back, it seems to me that oftentimes the folks that were deemed witches were really just the folks who were against whatever the organized power of the day was Mm -hmm. for the folks who refused to succumb to, uh, you know, the organized religions and the organized power structures. They lived what we would call off the grid. They were away from what were becoming society's norms. They were practicing their own magic. They were practicing their own medicine. Um, They were worshiping deities or not worshiping deities uh, outside of what an organized church or a group was saying was the right way to do it. And then they were termed witches. Um, And when I look at that and I see that, I'm like, well, I always want to be aligned with the rebel force. Like right. I, I always <laughs> ones in the woods who were like, no, I'm not going to do it this way. So I'm like, yes, yes. Witch over here all day. Let's, uh, let's carry that term with pride and help educate people as to why that term was considered something negative in the first place. It was really just about you know, demonizing the people who didn't want to go along with with whatever the power structure was of the day. And in most cases, women who didn't want to go along mm-hmm. with um, with the patriarchal power structure. So um, when you actually learn who got turned witches, uh, for the most part, you realize that these are folks that I think a lot of us actually would totally be down with like hanging out with. Yes. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, I want to sit at the table with the witches. I don't I don't want to be in that, you know, extreme religion. You can't even have fun sort of lens. No, no, no. Put me with the people that are fighting the good fight for rights and everything. And just like you said, challenging the establishment. That is also what I find a lot of empowerment. Thanks to just the communities that we've been part of and the friends that we've made along the way. That is a theme. Um, Pagan, you kind of talked about this too, the idea of reclaiming that title. That, that is something mm-hmm. so powerful. I'm seeing more and more and more, like you point out. I, I hope it continues. I hope we can use that kind of drumbeat to push back. And and maybe, Ali, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this topic, but it's, it's worth always having uh, these days. Mm-hmm. It feels like, or we're very much in the middle of, the satanic panic coming back around. We see all those like terrible rhetoric out there. Is that something you've encountered, especially sort of as a person who, I mean, you're in a, a position that I could see having multiple misunderstandings, like you just pointed out with, with the name being out there. Have you kind of seen that drumbeat of satanic panic come back at all? Yeah, I I would say it's kind of never gone anywhere. Um, well it's said. one of those, yeah, it's just one of those things where like people don't need to, um, make a big deal about it if you don't see it very much. Mm-hmm. And with spirituality um, and magic being uh, so m- much more interesting in the mainstream in the last, like, especially in the last like 10 years or so, there's always going to be a kickback sure. when that's happening. You know, when I was first starting my journey in the nineties, um, you couldn't find 
a coven, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't, you'd go into Barnes and Nobles and there were two shelves of new age books. And that was about as much information as you were going to get on spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I lived in New York, I live in New York city, Wow. which is like, if you're going to find anything, it would be here, but there were like a handful of shops. There were botanicas, which cater to, to um, to like the African diasporic religions and Catholicism and those practices. Um, and they're often run by Spanish speaking folks, which is fabulous. But for me was made it a prohibitive space because I don't speak Spanish. I don't practice those traditions. Um, so they weren't really spaces for me. So I had a, a few crystal shops, you know, that sold incense and candles and, you know, a couple of shelves at Barnes and Noble in terms of access. And this is in, New York city center of the universe. (laughs) Um, so, you know, imagine for, for anyone else now it's very different. Now you can go into a really teeny tiny, uh, town and find an occult shop, um, find a coven meetup. Um, things are changing and these practices are becoming a lot more, uh, public and a lot more accessible. And so of course, for people who feel that these practices are, wrong, um, that's going to kick up their rhetoric and their attempts to try to squash it out or mm-hmm. uh, pinpoint it as some type of a problem or something like that. So it's never really gone anywhere. I think it's just we're hearing about it more now because we're hearing about spirituality now. You know, you can open up the cover of Vogue and find astrology readings and horoscope information and crystal articles and stuff. So um, I think for people who think that um that magic and spirituality are, are, you know, evil. Um, this is a very scary time for them. (laughs) (laughs) They've got to do something about it. You know, personally, uh, what that turns into for me is, you know, the, the usual comments on YouTube and Instagram and things like that. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for it. I'm not the one. Um, People are usually, I've noticed on the internet, just trying to get attention and they want to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. They want to have a debate. Um, This is not debatable. My spiritual journey is not a conversation for the internet. You are not here to convince me that I am wrong. I don't come to the internet for information about my spiritual path. I go to my ancestors and my spirit guides for that. And I happen to talk about it on the internet. You Mm -hmm. are on the internet looking for guidance. I am not. Um, so people come on the internet and want to have debates because they want to be convinced that spirituality is okay or that magic is real. I am not here to convince you of that. We will not have that conversation. So your comment will be deleted. And that's the end of that. I think Um, that's really wise to do that (laughs) in a lot of ways, because when it comes to, um, our spiritual practices, yeah, we may talk about it. We may be open to helping people kind of find the start of their path, but ultimately it's their path. But I, I like what you said very much that, you know, people come for attention. And I also think that people are looking for a sense of validation when it comes to those kind of comments that they want to be, you know, the right ones, because that's what they maybe were taught right. uh, in their younger years. And that's just something that I, I feel like maybe not either feeding that or trying to change the topic with those people is going to be the only way that maybe they learn that the way that they're going about it's the wrong way. If they were open to having a civil conversation or a civil dialogue, that would be different. Right. And I, and validation really is the key. I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. Um, and I, I think the, the fact of the matter is if you know that you are on the right path, then you have no need whatsoever to go find somebody else and have an argument with them about mm-hmm. why they're on the wrong path. Absolutely. You just have no need for it. So the fact that you are even trying to question what my path is tells me that you're not sure about your own. Mm -hmm. And um, the fact that you're looking for witches on the internet also is a sign that you're not sure about your own. (laughs) How did you, how did you find me? You know, Where did you come from? I mean, if you were on TikTok and the TikTok algorithm took you there, that's one thing. But you took so much time to comment. So 
I has questions. Can you yes. answer said questions? <laughs> Any questions, you know? And then here having a physical space, um, the, the very first day, I was nervous from the very first day because um, I decided to put a sign outside. Um, you know, I had this, this, my physical location is a business. So I do need people to know that I'm here or we won't be a business. Right. And um, yes, so I decided to put a sign outside and it says Bronx Switch headquarters, you know, tarot, Reiki and meditation. It says tarot, Reiki and meditation. I mean, come on, it doesn't right. say like baby eating and, you know, meet us on Saturdays for Satan prayers. Like, <laughs> um, but as my super was putting up the sign outside and I was filming him, because I was like, oh, my God, it's such a big moment. Like I'm getting a sign somewhere. Um, I was filming and put it up. Some guy walked by and under his breath, he goes, what is this, some voodoo shit? And um, my super is a really cool dude. He kind of turned around and was like, yeah, and (laughs) 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 what if it is? Um, But yeah, people um, having a physical location and having a name like that definitely draws attention. It it isn't always positive um, attention. And um, yeah, but. That's okay. Thank you for sharing that because, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was, I guess, in truth, part of the question was like, yeah, I don't know that many people that are currently operating physical spaces at this stage. We know some folks, but um, to hear that, that story, uh, to hear what that attracts when you've got that physical location out there, I'm sad that someone would come by and say something like that. At the same time, I'm really happy that you have a super who would just tell them to kind of, you know, go off and eat dirt or whatever, because <laughs> you, yeah, what do, I mean, come on it like this is not the world for that. We, we need to be working on more accepting things. And if we're going to accept certain religions and like trash people trying to find, you know, spirituality in itself, it just to me, it's very emblematic of a pretty sick like society at large, the way we're willing mm-hmm. to throw money at those problems in like a tithing church way. But again, not do any of the work in, in finding that peace in yourself. Like you pointed out so well, you're going online and finding a witch to harass. That's right. a self problem. There's something not being satisfied <laughs> at home that's driving yeah. you to do that. Yeah, that's definitely a you problem. And what gives me some um, a lot of of, of, uh, comfort in that regard is that for that one person, there have been tens of people who have called and said, hey, I saw your sign outside and I just wanted to know what this is all about. You know, and I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. did you call for tarot readings? Did you call to reserve space? Did you call? And they're like, I don't know. I just thought it was amazing that there was a sign about this in the neighborhood. What do you do there? You know, so there's uh, way more uh, curiosity and positive responses to the space than there have been negative. So that gives me some comfort. Oh, that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful that people are reaching out. And, and, you know, I, I think when it comes to witchcraft, witchcraft often starts, you know, they say it's a call, but I think it's more of a curiosity. Mm-hmm. And it's a curiosity that there's something else out there. It's something bigger than mm-hmm. all that, you know, we might've been taught, especially you and I growing up in very Christian religions, um, that there was something different about it. Yeah. And I would say that curiosity should be welcomed as long as they are, you know, good curiosities of wanting to learn and wanting to explore. And yeah, that that's fantastic that people want to come and be that kind of driving force for you in your business. Hey, everybody, Kyle jumping in here to give you some updates on the RPN schedule. I wanted to let people know that tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time, we are doing a meetup on Twitch with our Witchy Wednesday segment. So come on by uh, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. Pagan and I will be there. We're going to be doing a tarot ritual out of one of the great books Llewellyn has sent us. Add it to your calendar. Now, this Saturday, we're back with another seance. Those happen on Twitch as well. 7 p.m. Eastern time for that. And I want to flag that on the following Monday, we have Mara Starling, author of Welsh Witchcraft. If you saw them speak at Phenomenacon, you're going to be all the more excited. That is March 19th, 7 p.m. Eastern, followed the next by Michelle Belanger and Elyria Rose Little coming back. That's March 21st. Michelle's also going to be popping by for a seance. Mara's going to be popping by for a seance. All this is followed by Storm Fairy Wolf coming by for both an interview and a seance. You guys excited for the month 
of March. We are going to be rolling into April with so many cool events, and we hope you'll join us. Almost all of this is over on Twitch, so get active, get involved there. We are doing our podcast still. We've got these contributor live interviews that are happening on those Mondays, so get your subscription. Those have moved up to the coffee website, so ko-fi.com forward slash Kyle Paranormal. Get your sub, get involved, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. I... It also makes me think, uh, you know, if they're if they're asking those questions, it's a positive sign in in the state that, like you said, Peg, and people are looking beyond. But it it does show a, a craving, a hunger for it. But we're also now seeing what's missing. I guess for, from our perspective as people that you know, like Ali, as you're holding that space, as you're receiving those calls, I'm imagining it's giving you a massive lesson in like what those people seem to be lacking in their lives in some way. They, they're interested in the fact that you simply moved in and put up a sign that makes them ask those questions. It sort of challenges a part of themselves, no doubt. And yeah. I I mean, I think that's the magic of having such a, a space like yours where you're you're having different practitioners. Because and, and, and this is where I kind of want you to talk some more about the space and what you offer. But from what I've seen, you're, you're giving other practitioners, tarot readers and, and the like, room to come and host in that space, truly bringing in, you know, many different ideas and energies in, in one. So if you could tell us a little bit more, I'm sure our audience would love it. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for um, letting me talk about this space because I'm really excited about it. Um, if you guys have ever heard of WeWorks, it's like WeWorks for witches. Okay, so that's like the easiest way to think about it. Uh, but Bronxwich HQ, Bronxwich headquarters is a workshare space for readers, healers and mystics. And what I've done is I've created a space where um, folks who are uh, in spiritual practices can either come and do those practices for themselves in a space that is comfortable and quiet and clean and energetically cleansed. Um, and also service their clients if they're actually doing um, this as a business. So if they're starting a spiritual business, there's space here for them to take clients. So uh, there's reservable desk spaces um, that provide all of the amenities of your traditional uh, office workspace. So there's desks and chargers and, you know, USB and USB-C ports and all of that. There's unlimited Wi-Fi. Um, I offer complimentary coffee, tea, water. There's a whole break space with a refrigerator and a microwave. Um, unlimited office supplies, spiritual supplies. I supply Palo Santo and Florida water and community tarot cards. If you left your deck at home, um, printing and, you know, all of that good stuff that you would expect in um, a workspace. Uh, so even if you are not of necessarily a spiritual inclination, but you're looking for a place that's a lot cozier than Starbucks or your local cafe where you can actually put your things down and walk away and not worry that like someone's going to run off with your things, um, you can come here and for a really reasonable rate, come and work or read, study. You can use the relaxed space to meditate, to do yoga. Um, so it's just a very nice space for people to just exist. Um, but then also, like I said, if you are actually trying to grow a spiritual business and you offer tarot, Reiki, massage, even if you do um, any type of steaming, we have a room for room steaming or for portable sauna steaming. Um, you can also book space here to operate your spiritual business and you can offer readings, you can offer healing sessions um, all in the space. Um, and it's really easy, easy to like book. You can go on the website and you can book up to any time during the day um, for as little as one hour. Um, and then you can book bundles if you know that, you know, you're doing this maybe more as a business and you need a full eight hour day. You can book an eight hour day in one of the spaces and, uh, you know, use it to service your clients or just have a space for yourself. So, um yeah, I was it it occurred to me as I was growing out of my apartment and trying to find ways to offer Reiki. I'm a Reiki practitioner um, and to offer services to people outside of my own home because it's like I have a nice house, but it's kind of sketchy, you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> going to people's houses. So I was like, I need, a, I need a space where people feel comfortable going to someone that maybe they haven't met before um, for healing services or tarot readings and things like that. Um, and this 
space started to to formulate in my mind and I found the right place and started building it out. And here we are, Bronxwich HQ. Chat is that is so awesome. They're great. <laughs> in Tennessee. <laughs> or I wish yeah. I was in New York, either one. I don't care. That is yes, I definitely part of want that. to send this to other places. But if you're in the New York area, please come to headquarters. And you know, like I said, just hang out. You can just we have something called the reading nook. Um, it's just a really comfortable beanbag chair and pillow in like a comfy corner with a library. Um, we have a spiritual take one, leave one library with like books that I've donated that people have donated. Yeah. Somebody just donated 78 degrees, uh, of tarot, uh, and, and the Cunningham encyclopedia book. So it's got like a lot of good oldies in there, you know? So if you just want to come and read books about witchcraft and spirituality and magic tarot, um, you can just book the reading nook it's like ten dollars an hour and it goes down if you get a bundle but you can just sit and read and you can take any of the books from the library um you know we ask that you swap out with something else um but if you want to just come and read while you're here you can do that and um you know you can't necessarily go into a bookstore and do that because they want you to buy the book and Mm -hmm. you know might not take too kindly you sitting on the floor for five hours some (laughs) bookstores are okay with it um but some might not be and there are titles in our little library that I know you can't find as I myself put a couple of out of print books from my personal library up on the shelf. Uh, yeah, there's like a Raven Grimasi book up there on Wiccan traditions uh, that's been out of print for a long time. So, you know, a couple of nice little finds that uh, if you're in the witching world, you might not find uh, in other places. And I'm excited to see how the library grows because people have already started giving uh, donations to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so you can just come here just to read, but it's nice to be able to read in a space where you can meet other witches and meet other readers and meet other people who are like you and, um, and vibe and like get to know people, grow a community. I had someone the other day who's a part of a coven who's looking to throw events here. You know what I mean? So you might find your coven connection um, hanging out here. So um, that that's my hope is uh, when I was a kid, we had witch box and oh god i remember that wow i feel old now i don't know we had witch box which was great (laughs) it was a great resource but i was under 18 at the time that witch box was like the thing and pretty much all of the covens had a very strict you must be over 18 rule to join our coven for all the obvious reasons And um, so that was always a real bummer to me that I was like, man, like, yeah, I can go to a bookstore. I can go to occult stores and stuff like that. But I'm not necessarily like brave enough to just like walk up to strangers and be like, hey, what's up? I'm a new witch. Like, help me out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it would have been really cool if there was just like a hangout spot where I could go and maybe run into other folks like me and like have it be comfortable enough where I could have conversation with them. I could be like, hey, you do tarot readings? Like, do you teach? Would you mind showing me something? Like, I have some questions, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So that's my hope for for headquarters, that it becomes the place where witches of all walks, all traditions, um, readers, healers, mystics uh, feel comfortable coming and knowing that they're going to find other people like them hanging out and also doing similar things. You have a lot of people raving in chat about this, Allie. Uh, We got Venus in there saying, wish I lived in New York City. The HQ sounds like paradise. Yes, listen, tell your friends, even if you don't live in New York, please, please, you know, follow at Bronxwitch HQ on Instagram or go to Bronxwitch.com to check out more about headquarters. But please do tell your friends because this is a really unique idea that doesn't exist anywhere else. And we've got to get this location to survive. <laughs> like it's got to work. And uh, then that will put me in a position to maybe bring a place like this to your city or your town. Um, but this one's got to survive. So please, please spread the word. If you're not in New York City, you can still really help out the space um, by telling people all about it. Because you never know who follows you that might be a New Yorker or just might be in town. If you're a witch and you're just taking a trip to New York for the weekend to visit some friends, wouldn't it be cool to come hang out here 
I think so. So so. yeah, just spread the word. (laughs) Like literally this would be now if you're going to New York City, this is like one of the top, the hottest witchy destinations to go to. You gotta get that. That's we need. Honestly, I mean, you might want to see if you I don't know if those pieces are put out there. But as people are talking more and more and more about, you know, witchy and occult things. That is a good spot to get your name into any of those because people we got um, Jesse and Sebastian here said, uh, I'm so glad you have a place in the Bronx. I moved from the Bronx a year ago and I would have loved it. I'm glad other people from the neighborhood get to experience it and have a place to work. See, Jesse and Sebastian spread that word. If you got friends back there, you need to let them know because I love this idea. I'm, I'm personally vested in this, Allie. This sounds so fun. The idea, make this place thrive and then spread this out. Because it sounded, I mean, you, we talked about these almost in separate parts of the interview, but you talked in the early part about what, how you came up in the craft and that you found you didn't have those spaces. So what did you go and do? You filled that, that want, you filled that need now, and you got that space out there for people. I'm really just jazzed to see this thing thrive. Yeah. I love hanging out here. Like I, I work closed on Sundays and Mondays, but I'm here for this. Like I could have done this mm-hmm. at home, but I was like, no, I'm going to go for the HQ because I really like just being here. It's um, it just, it has a really great vibe. I've worked really hard. I think, you know, if you go into like a, a cafe or Starburst or something like that, they've cleaned the place, but have they cleansed it? I doubt right. it. Okay. Um, and this place, every morning I come in and I cleanse it with the elements and uh, with prayer and ask for this place to be just a safe and comfortable place for everyone who comes. And the feedback that I get from people is that they can really feel that when they're here, they don't want to leave. You just want to hang out, lay on the beanbag chairs, relax and stick around. And I encourage you to do that. So even if you are not a practitioner, um, please don't feel like this is only a space for people who are working uh, in the spiritual realm. This is just a place for people who want to feel comfortable being out and open about who they are. This is a, a safe place to be. Oh, that's so incredible. Like, literally, I'm just like, I need a place like this in Tennessee. We don't have anything like this. We need one. Uh, But I I do wish I'd lived in New York because I would be there every every week and be like, hi, I'm here to visit. I'm here to give readings. Whatever You you have like your favorite table, you know? Yes. I, I think the point about, like you said, making it feel homey and it just energetically, that is so, so, so important. I've, I've had those spaces. I've moved, as, as our audience knows, I've moved in many different cities in the last couple of years from L.A. to Salt Lake to Pittsburgh and back. And I, mm. I've been in a lot of those liminal kind of coffee shop spaces where you're just getting work done. And yeah, you know, it, it, it fits, but it doesn't feel like the right spot for you. And I just in the way you're describing it, I can already feel that kind of energy come through. Just, yeah, yeah, you're there on the day off. You're there spending time. And that's what counts. That's what really builds that hominess. Yeah. Someone the other day was like, wow, you have a closet because there's a closet for you guys. Like when you come, there's a whole empty closet where you can hang up your stuff and put your things down. And just that touch, she was like, that makes such a huge difference. I do work share spaces and I go to cafes all the time, but I don't have a place where I can just put my things down and trust that they're safe and that I can, you know, get up and go to the bathroom or step out and take a phone call and know that my things are going to be there and are being, you know, watched over by the head witch in charge, making sure everything is <laughs> the head witch in charge. I love alignment. <laughs> Allie, the head witch seems to have a, such a good idea of what people need. That literally is like such a perfect thing. You're you're truly taking yeah, that rolls they... off the tongue, doesn't it? Allie, the head witch. Allie, the head witch. the hedge witch. So, Allie, you do your own tarot reads and other things like that as well. I want also time for you to tell people like how they can go and actually start supporting like right now, because I'm looking at your snipe feed or snip feed. I'm sorry, page. And I see a ton of readings. I see some herb stuff going on. What are you offering and what should people be getting themselves involved with? 
Yeah, I'm so glad that you're on my SNP feed, actually, because that's the easiest way to reach me if anybody is looking to get a reading or a healing service from me directly. So with HQ, it's really important to me that I promote all the other practitioners that are in the area. So one of the spaces in HQ is the community space. It has a board and a card box. Um, so if you are a reader or healer in the area and you want people to know about you, I encourage you. I very strongly encourage you to leave your business cards, put up your flyers and stuff in the community space. So when people come by and are like, hey, what's going on? I prefer to recommend folks who work out of here before I even mention that I also um, give readings and services because I'm like, give give to these guys, grow everybody's businesses and grow everybody's um, outreach. Um, I'm one person. I can't take everybody So that's my focus with them. But I do also, um, I'm a tarot reader. I started reading tarot when I was 15. So like 20 years ago, Um, I started doing it professionally like five years ago. And um, it kind of took off in the last, in the COVID era, because then I stopped, I was a bartender for 15 years and I stopped slinging spirits to start serving spirits. Switch the game up. (laughs) Switch the game up. So quarantine gave me the opportunity to really like tune out a lot of the things in my life that were distracting me, alcohol and going out and just a lot of stuff and um, to really get in alignment with a higher purpose and uh, tarot reading turned out to be a part of it. So if you go on my link in my bio, on Instagram, that's probably the easiest way to book a tarot reading with me. I am a level one Usui Reiki practitioner, and uh, I also provide womb steaming uh, healing services. So you can come here physically to HQ. If you get an in-person reading or service with me, it's going to happen here at HQ. So that's also kind of a cool way to see the space if you um, haven't seen it yet. Um, and uh, you can get different types of tarot readings with me. Some are based on time frame. Some are based on particular topics. If you're not sure what you need, if you feel like there's something going on in your life and you can't quite put your finger on what it is or what you need, you can set up a consultation with me in person or virtual and I can help point you in the right direction. Maybe it's a reading, maybe it's a healing service, maybe it's one of my products. Um, I make loose herbal teas that are made with intention and medicinal purpose. Uh, So all of my blends are made by me with organic locally sourced herbs, and they all serve a specific medicinal purpose. Um, So whether you're dealing with headaches, cramps, stomach issues, um, I have a tea potentially for you. I also make yoni steam blends as well. um, And uh, a few other herbal medicines that are only available seasonally. Um, So right now there are a couple of herbal potions in my shop, which are basically herbal oxymels. Um, fresh herbs made in raw apple cider vinegar and raw honey um, for different purposes. So um, you might need a product, you might need a service. And if you're not sure, a consultation is the best way to find out. And my SNP feed link is in my Instagram bio. So that's probably the easiest way to find it if you go to Bronxwitch. Uh, Instagram, but you can also go to my website, bronxwitch.com and uh, in the bodega section, my shop is called Bronxwitch Bodega. So in the bodega section, you can see products and services and schedule something with me there. Super freaking cool. I am. I, yeah, I've just been trying to keep my, my jaw like attached to my head this whole time. falling down because I don't know like I, I've said it enough I'm a broken record I, I strongly no. believe in this idea I think this is this is the change I want to see in the world and I'm sorry I'm just saying I love it so please support yeah. folks this we've said Ali you said it so many times at this stage but it's it's about taking that ownership and making religion and, and all of that what you want to see making your practice what you want to see and what did you do you went and literally set up shop got that sign outside and now you're helping other people fulfill like their wishes and dreams so gosh that's an inspiring like your whole 
everything about it has just been really inspiring today. Thank you. And for those of you who are out of town and are like, I wish I could go there, you can take a virtual tour of the space. My hubby happens to be a real estate photographer and he does all these cool things with like drones and stuff. So he did a virtual tour of the space. So if you go to bronxwitch.com and go to the headquarters page, uh, you can uh, take a virtual tour and like click around and like see all mm-hmm. the different spaces. And if you're local, you can set up an in-person tour. So you don't have to have, you know, a reason to be here. You don't have to book. Just set up a tour with me and I'll show you around and we'll chat, hang out. We'll have tea, you know. Dreams, everybody. There you go. (laughs) So many people just added something new to their bucket list of like, okay, when I'm going to New York, I know where I'm going. Yes, yes, yes. I I love it. I feel like we could talk forever about this sort of stuff. And it it has been such an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad that we got to do this tonight, Allie, because Pagan and I, I've just been mentioning your name time and time again. Like, we we must have Allie by. We got to talk about a thing because, I mean, not only... We, we started this off by saying we got introduced through Witch's Sabbath, where you actually you're teaching such practical skills to people about making cone incense. So just the amazing skill set you've got and, and that wonderful presentation. I I can't help but say support, support, support. Yes. Um, yes. And I'm going to be teaching that workshop again because um, not everyone got to come to the Witch's Sabbath and making your own incense is such a beautiful, amazing process like it touches on Mm -hmm. so many witchy things like whether you're doing it as like like to set up an altar or to save money on buying incense or as an offering to somebody or like to learn more about herbs there's so much that you learn by making incense so uh get comfortable checking out my snip feed regularly because i am going to do a workshop that will be available and that's where you'll be able to like register and come take it i didn't even say ali i actually made the incense afterwards i didn't even tell you i'm so sorry i forgot i have not mastered my process you said specifically like this is trial and error you're gonna have many different like highs and lows (laughs) but i got mm, let's say i made like six or so and i certainly got two to burn the whole way through and i was just so proud i was like ali gave me the skill i had been looking at doing that very loosely just weeks before your presentation and Mm -hmm. you totally gave me the kick in the butt that i needed to do it so everyone come on you. you gotta follow ali I'm so glad you did it. Somebody in the discord um, is like a woodworker. So they actually made their own like cone press. Wow. Like a cone press out of wood. I was like, okay, you are next level, witch. like (laughs) I am not there. I got my silicone press from Amazon. It's like for making chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) It was like $4. They actually like made like carved a press to like press their little cones in i was like okay way to show me up but yes that's (laughs) well you know that that really touches me that people went and and, uh tried it because i like it's isn't it fun it's so so much fun and it's so satisfying when the whole one burns you're like you're right it's like a puzzle it's like i got it right my measurements worked and and it just a blast what we need is that person needs to make a a, an engraved like bronx witch hq mold for you or something Mm -hmm. whoever that person is a hook alley up with something really classy and stylish yeah that's next level that'd be so good uh, to everyone out there, you've heard so many ways to get in touch with Allie tonight. Bronx Witch on Instagram. Very easy. Bronx Witch HQ for the second account. Again, linked in the main profile. The snip feed we've talked about. That makes it so, so easy. Get in there. We were talking. Chat was saying they took the virtual tour tonight as well. So. Mm-hmm. Literally, Allie, people are just so, so jazzed about what you're doing. Um, If anyone here, you know, just out and chat live tonight, this is going to be archived. We always do this for Chaos and Shadows. So if you want to catch this on Wednesday and re-listen to anything you heard tonight, you'll be able to hear this. It'll be up on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all the places you get your major podcasts under the Chaos and Shadow tag. So, uh, Allie, I think we should probably get ready to wind it down for tonight. But I got to say... I want to have you back whenever you're free to do it because (laughs) there are many more conversations and exciting just topics for us to tackle. And I'm super happy to have you here. Yes, we can definitely talk about anything. It's been such a pleasure being here. I feel so honored that you guys would reach out to me and uh, share me with your audience. And I just want to say thank you for having me. It's been amazing. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody out there tonight. We wish you the absolute best. Stay super healthy out there. Remember to be good to each other. This world is so wild and weird. Be good. Look out for one another where you can. And Mm -hmm. most importantly, take care of yourself. Make sure you're pacing yourself and and hydrate. Hydrate, everybody. That's going to be where I sign off tonight. Take care. Yes. And be good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.